Hey everyone, Ken here again. Just a quick reminder, you still have time to call or text or email us your answer for what the first horror movie that scared you was. Uh, We'll be compiling all of the answers and playing them after Halloween in the first episode of November. So we would love to hear from you. Uh, You can email us at overtalkingpod at gmail.com or call or text us at usacat1591. All of that info is in the show notes if you want to refer to it. But yeah, I think that's it. So now, enjoy the show. All right, uh, Shelby, can you please have a spooky-themed word prompt? Stabbing. (laughs) Stabbing. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. trying to think of anybody who stabbed me in the back recently. I don't think that's really the case. I was just going to say, CJ, have you ever ever stabbed anyone? Not intentionally. Have I done any no. accidental stabbings? Let's see. There's a. We've done it on the show, The Bear. There's an accidental stabbing on that show. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Hang on one second. Hey, welcome to the Over Talking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. We'll see, bitch. Oh, wow, that's pretty rude. Uh, this is the Over Talking podcast where we we talk over tv shows and movies to, as chosen by our guests and we're deep in the spooky month so we're still doing all horror movies and we're talking about a nightmare on elm street this week the original right i watched the, the right original one? okay yes. good yes i really hope none of us watched the the horrible remake from 20 horrible whatever. yeah have you seen it sounds like all these remakes are bad you said all the like halloween ones are bad should they they should just stop yeah all the reboots? Yeah, they should just stop. They should just do more sequels. That's my opinion. Okay. Just do more sequels to the original continuity, even though that's pretty gross. Stop remaking stuff. <laughs> anyway. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard it here to Uh Should we bring in our guest? Yeah, go for it. All right. This week we have returning guest Shelby Weaver. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Welcome to your first uh, spooky episode. I know. I can't believe it's it's taken us this long. I know. I didn't know you liked horror movies until recently, so I, I'm glad we I could have like, you back on. I know. I feel like finally I'm going to bring some stuff to the table that CJ is going to hate and you're <laughs> going to love. And I think that's important. I think it's important to keep it fresh, keep it balanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's super fresh that CJ hates something that you choose. So that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love watching things I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> just take a look at every episode of this show. No, just <laughs> there's some good ones. Shelby, I saw you nodding along. How, what's your uh, opinion on remakes? Oh my goodness, I just don't understand the fascination with remaking things that are so loved. And also, the reason, like for the, this movie, for instance, is like the reason why it's so good is because it's it's 80s. It's just mm-hmm. like yes. unabashedly. 80s and silly and there's you can't remake that and then with like halloween you can't you can't remake the conditions that those movies are made in so i just yeah i agree with you i'm like just make something new just make a new thing this movie in particular the remake was i feel like the most troubling of the like in my mind the three main horror movie franchises are halloween Friday the 13th, and then A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. But the other two, they're wearing masks, so it doesn't really matter who's behind Mm -hmm. the mask. But once you replace Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, 
it's just a totally different thing and it's so bad yeah it was unsettling for like the wrong reasons i i was very <laughs> uncomfortable watching the the nightmare reboot but not because of like the reasons i should be i was just like who's that who's that person i don't who's recognize this, that guy who's this fucking rando get him out of yeah. here i'm not afraid of you who are you who do you think you are because you're not freddie that's for sure all I know is you're not you're not haunting my dreams tonight. That's, no, that's it. no, no respect. You immediately lose the respect. You know. I would have been tickled to find out that it was like Robert England's brother, like how Gallagher's <laughs> brother like took over the franchise and just made just money like, off of his name. Tom England. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Some yeah. bozo. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow named the same, but he goes by Bob instead. Yes. You also like. I mean, I agree with what you say about like reboots with masked figures because there were those were you know those were stuntmen for all like terms necessary whatever the phrase is um but like freddy krueger is played by an actor which like wasn't really like the thing that people are doing back then right um it, it was mostly you know like just kind of characterless scary masked dudes just like chainsawing people and <laughs> running around chasing people outside and so like the whole point of the movie is freddy it's his personality and so when you yeah. take that mm-hmm. out of there it's kind of like i don't i don't know then he just kind of looks like a zombie and that's not really very scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah see you will have to watch the remake maybe next maybe next year because I, I assume you have not seen it right <laughs> correct yes yeah that's a safe <laughs> assumption that felt pretty safe <laughs> Dang. are the, the sequels good yeah the sequels are really good I, I would agree with that. I think that it, it continues the trend of, like, you're waiting to see what cool death happens. Like, that's mm. kind of the game of, of Nightmare. Like, they mm. the, the deaths are really iconic, and I think it continues that trend. And you yeah. still have Robert England just being a fucking menace to all yeah. these children. <laughs> I forgot how little Robert England gets to be, like, what we know now to be, like, Freddy with, like, the one-liners and mm-hmm. the, like comedic almost mm-hmm. lines that he has in the first movie he doesn't really have much of that at all he, he no. rarely speaks really yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's the sequels where you really get to he really opens up and it gets like kind of <laughs> he <wild>. opens up <laughs> he opens up he starts calling everyone bitch yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> both metaphorically and physically when he like sliced yes. himself open and maggots mm-hmm. came out yeah. yeah 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 you get to see his true self he he really lets go and it's great <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's some, uh, I think I really think it's the sequels that make him like a, a horror icon. Yeah, gotcha. for sure. Because I mean, that quote was not from this movie, right? That you just played. Correct. That was from a YouTube compilation of every time he says "bitch" <laughs> in the <laughs> franchise. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, one that doesn't come on via an audio medium? But I saw a clip where I forget the main woman that's even in the first one, the kid says like i'm coming for you or something like that and there's somebody in a hospital bed and instead of responding he carves uh come and get him bitch into somebody's chest <laughs> so good like jeez <laughs> the thing about freddy is like he's just so good at what he does and you can tell that he enjoys what he does and he has <laughs> he has a good time doing it and although it's it's you know I can't I can't justify his actions. He has fun with it, which is not you can't say that for a lot of iconic horror villains, you know. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, before we get too much deeper, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back soon to talk about more of a Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> 
the prime time, bitch! I've been guarding my gate for a long time, bitch. We'll see, bitch. Bon appetit, bitch! Come move this, bitch! Being dead wasn't a problem, but being forgotten! Now that's a bitch! Let me handle this, bitch. It's not my fault this bitch is dead on her feet. Welcome to my world, bitch. Die, bitch. Think you're so smart, huh, bitch? And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, and once again by Philby Weaver, and we're talking about a nightmare on Elm Street. Philby, we're going to put 30 mm-hmm. seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard or mm-hmm. seen a nightmare on Elm Street, which is mm-hmm. wild. What it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you some backing music. Ready? Go. So we have these kids, main one, Nancy. They're having bad dreams. Nancy. In the bad dream, there's this really, really scary guy. And they're like, what the heck? Turns out, scary guy, scary in real life too. Is it real life? Is it a dream? I don't know, but there's a lot of blood happening. They defeat him. Do they? I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. Spoiler That's alert, he does. And also, the backstory of him is kind of sketchy. Not a great dude. Really funny three, dude, though. Um, two, iconic one. soap opera acting. <laughs> Great. Um, before we go too much farther, uh, so the prompt for this month is the first horror movie that actually scared you, and this is what you chose. Can mm-hmm. you can you talk about maybe the first time you remember watching this? Yeah, I so I grew up with a lot of horror. My mom and my sister um, watched a lot of horror, and I'm the youngest in the family, so I just what, what else was I going to do? So I just watched it with them. <laughs> They didn't really want to watch Disney movies anymore, so I didn't watch them, and so I would just watch scary movies with them. And this was the only scary movie as a kid that actually impacted me, like, and made me scared because I'm a very vivid dreamer. And so I remember watching the movie and then going to bed that night and then having dreams about Freddy Krueger and then waking up and being like, oh, my God. It's happening. (laughs) Which just goes to show how brilliant of a premise Nightmare is. Like, as silly as it is and as campy as it is, the premise of it is pretty good. Because uh, that's what happened. You watch the movie as a kid. You go to sleep. You have a nightmare because you watched a scary movie. And then you're like, well, now I'm even scared. Now I'm even more scared. Yeah. It happened. So, yeah. And, and, And also... I am really afraid of, like, um, sharp objects. Like, I can handle gore, no problem. But okay. it, when, when people start slicing and dicing, that's kind of when I'm out. So <laughs> Freddy Krueger's hands just really haunted me as a child. And, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I can relate to that a little bit in that, like, gore does not bother me at all. I usually find myself laughing at those parts because mm-hmm. some of the effects are pretty ridiculous. But for some reason, similar to slicing, like, paper cuts, mm-hmm. that gets me. Watching somebody have a paper cut, I'm like, ugh, it, mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. Medical yeah. shows, anytime someone's using a scalpel, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, I can't oof. do it. It's, it's needles for me, which mm. there is a famous Freddy kill later on. Uh, in another movie where his hand turns into a bunch of needles. Mm. Uh, that one I will always stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I also just wanted to add on of you saying it's very 80s. I also took note of that. The amount of like synth in this movie is mm-hmm. very like, ah, so right, good. mid-80s. 
Love it. Music, it the music is incredible. Also, like the fact that this movie was pretty much put together with like string and hope. Like it was just <laughs> one dude in a tiny room making all those sounds. And I love the soundtrack to Nightmare. It's it is like the quintessential like eighties synth horror yeah. kind of thing. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Um, circling back to the kind of psychological aspect of this movie right that i i think the one thing that probably most people are scared of is the fact that he kills you in your dreams and everyone dreams Mm -hmm. as the doctor points out and so if you have a nightmare about it you think oh shit is that is that happening to me which Mm -hmm. is wild cj have you have you slept yet since you've watched this movie (laughs) i have slept Okay. Whether or not I slept well, I don't know, yeah. But oh, that's also a pretty. that's just mm. kind of a common occurrence, regardless of what I've watched. I did like the they go to a sleep institute as if that'll fix everything, and then yeah, he attacks her in there, and the doctor says like everybody has to dream or else you lose it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I want to chime in that I don't think that's factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there are a lot of people who don't dream. Um... <laughs> But I appreciated the importance he put on dreaming. Like, yeah. no, she has to dream. If she doesn't, she'll die. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not true. Sleeping, yeah. But yeah, sleeping, dreaming. yes. Uh, I don't know about that. Kind of yeah. depends on your brain. Yeah. Which we do at a certain point in the movie, it, she lets on, uh, Nancy lets on that she hasn't slept in about like a week or something like that. Like seven full days, I think. She'd be dead. Think, yeah, right? yeah, 100%. And, well, they they point out she was like, and don't worry, I looked it up. The world record is eleven days, <laughs> so she's going for the record of consecutive days not slept. Jesus Christ! And then the one line I wrote down around that was her friend. I think like asks, "Hey, have you slept yet?" And she says no, and then looks into a mirror and goes, "Oh God, I look twenty years old." Yeah. Which <laughs> big ouch. <laughs> That's DJ. That is one. Of, that's in my top three favorite lines of this movie. <laughs> Every, Not twenty years older. Twenty years old. My yeah. God, I look twenty years old. That is tied with <laughs> that. I think the the other top in the top three are screw your hall pass. That was yes, great. Very yeah. good. Um. Oh gosh. And what else? Oh, it's my. It's when um she's yelling from the window because she like trapped Freddie in the room, and you have that police lieutenant. She's yeah. screaming for help for like five minutes, and then finally he goes, "Maybe I should go talk to the captain." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that that guy is the go worst. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone in here killing me. Yeah, <sighs> no. no, why don't you go back to sleep? It's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, and what? actually, uh, the the other one of the other quotes I wrote uh, wrote down since we were talking about the dreams and at the sleep institute, the mom turns to the doctor at one point and goes, "What the hell are dreams, anyways?" <laughs> Very like philosophical, like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> what are dreams? Huh. What are dreams? God, the mom has some great lines, especially at the end, but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to the ending maybe a little later. Yeah, she's quite a character. The oh man, the the backhand slap. <laughs> what a very bad <laughs> scene. <laughs> they cut away, and it's like a terrible sound effect, not even remotely sounded like a slap. I think Nightmare has some of my favorite bad horror acting because it actually works with the comedy of the movie like it doesn't detract i it makes me enjoy it more like Mm -hmm. no offense to nancy but some of the most wild acting choices you have 
ever seen. Um, one of my favorite kind of like final girls, just because like what what is she thinking? Like what is she doing? Also, I mean, right. but I you would you could argue that like like Nancy as a character is one of the best final girls because she kind of she's she's accurate in the fact that she legitimately loses her mind, you know. <laughs> And when not people, sleep for seven days. Yeah, and when when people around her are like messing up, she's just she's mean to them. And I'm like, yeah, that's. She yells at her boyfriend and she yells at her mom and she's not like really like she doesn't care if people like her. She's nice and she's yeah. So I to, I love to be Nancy. fair. Everyone around her is horrible. Oh, a hundred percent. Very her boyfriend yeah. can't. Literally can't like do the one thing she asks, which is uh-huh. for him to stay awake uh-huh. like past eleven p.m. or whatever. Uh, her dad it's a school night. Chronically... They need their sleep. What? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> her dad chronically does not believe her and uh-huh. just completely writes her off, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Her mom is a complete alcoholic and can't do anything for her. Yeah. Uh, Even though the mom knew the whole time who Freddy Krueger was. Yes. Oh, that reveal. Multiple times hears his name be said by her daughter and doesn't uh-huh. say anything. I, the adults right. failed Nancy. And yes, God, completely. The adults, every every adult in the town knows who Freddy Krueger is. Yes, and he's like just spouting that off left and right, and no one believes her, and <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Which. Okay, just to, to put you in the shoes of, of me, ne- mm-hmm. never seen any of these films, basically just know that Freddy Krueger is a guy with claw hands and, and attacks people <laughs> in their dreams. Literally, like, that is the end of my knowledge and says bitch a lot, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, the opening credits are we see him put together the hand. We don't even see who he is. We just see mm-hmm. the assembly of, like, the hand and him just going, like, <laughs> and groaning and stuff. And then... Just start, the movie starts, people are getting attacked in their dreams. I still have no idea who this guy is, who these kids are, why they're being attacked. <laughs> then we're about maybe 20-ish minutes before the movie ends, and finally they're like, oh, Freddy Krueger, let me tell you about him. Like, oh, that's who this... So that's, that's why the kids are being attacked, because they're the children of the parents that set him on fire. <laughs> Straight up murdered somebody, so he's come back for yeah. revenge. Like oh, yeah. then that's like, oh, okay. That's why these kids are involved. So, but for a full hour, I'm just like, I guess this guy's mad at them and what's, I don't really know. Well, and all those parents saw their kids die in such egregious ways and yeah. didn't, didn't, I don't know, call a meeting. Didn't say, Hey, Hey pals, let's sit down. Yeah. All hey, remember the last meeting we had yeah. where yeah. we decided we were going to hunt this guy down and kill him? <laughs> Maybe let's reconvene. Let's yeah. check in. <laughs> yeah. Let's circle I, yeah. up on that group again. Yes. That PTA meeting oh. where the mom walks into a room full of blood. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Something happened. He died. Why's <laughs> there blood he's just, everywhere? He's just blood now. He's just blood now. He's just blood. The adults <laughs> in this movie, I actually think, give the worst acting um, because they see like what should be the most traumatizing stuff. Like, they are watching their kids die in brutal ways. Mm-hmm. And the acting is so oddly nonchalant. <laughs> like, when the dad, when Nancy's dad, when Nancy and her dad both see her mom burnt to a crisp, get sucked into our, like, hell bed, whatever yeah. you want to call it, he just stands there. And he's like, okay, 
are you okay? <laughs> and then he walks out and the lieutenant is like, are you okay? And he's like, no. <laughs> That's it. So to be fair, let's talk about the ending maybe for a second. Nancy's probably still dreaming at that point. So I don't True. know if we can really reliably say that that's her dad or not true okay that makes my thoughts make more sense because i was also a little confused by the ending Mm -hmm. yeah because like didn't the mom die but now she's here my interpretation is that nancy went to sleep to pull him out and she just didn't wake up Mm. that's that's it so anything after that is a dream basically she never really pulled him out she is yeah just being hunted by freddie and everything else is just freddie's manifestation of the people around her which then yeah because the very ending is obviously yeah people have died and now they're back and yeah yeah. obviously it's a it's a dream so yeah and we get our we get our really only piece of sort of like (laughs) cgi adjacent which is freddie turning into like stardust um which doesn't really (laughs) match the lore of of him whatsoever so that yeah i mean it, it, it makes it clear that did you really fight him off with with faith and hope, Nancy? There's like <laughs> right. eight more movies, so <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he did. <laughs> when when he turns into a convertible at the end, I, yeah. think, I think it's safe to say that he's still alive. It's sort of a an interesting message for like the teenagers that are being attacked in this movie of like, hey, if you just turn your back to your bully, all your problems go away. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. No. I don't uh-huh. think so. It's funny you say that because Freddy Krueger, the name was the name of Wes Craven's um, elementary school bully. That's wow. why he uh-huh. named. That's why he named him Fred Krueger or Freddy hmm. um, because that was like the kid who bullied him on the playground. So that you know what? That's actually a very fair analogy for the movie. <laughs> dang, dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did what did you guys think of uh, the mom getting sucked through the door? <laughs> very funny. <laughs> very, very funny. <laughs> Just I slipped up it. through a tiny window. Uh huh. I love it because it's so clearly like it's so clearly a last minute effect. Like the budget was gone. They didn't. This, <laughs> this was clearly like a last minute. We should do something here, and it's uh-huh. so bad. And it's at the yeah. very end, so it it leaves you like, why, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I I think it's great. It's one very, of the most memorable parts of the movie for me. hundred percent. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. The whole movie is hilarious. I I was actually talking to a friend about this, and I was saying, I was like, you know, this movie scared me the most as a child, but now it is one of the movies that makes me laugh the most. (laughs) And he said that when he was a kid, um, he's much older, when he was a kid, the movie that scared him the most was The Exorcist. Mm. And he now thinks that that is the funniest movie in the world. And it's a weird... It's a weird, it was hilarious. (laughs) It's a weird pipeline of like the movie that traumatized you as a child becomes like your go-to classic comedy. (laughs) Yeah. Which, yeah, if we psychoanalyze, maybe there's a self-defense mechanism somewhere in there, but we don't need to get into that. (laughs) No, 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 no. I was going to say like, I don't know how you guys think The Exorcist is funny and it's like the most serious movie. I don't Uh. know. I died laughing when she crab walks down the stairs, like rolling oh. on the ground laughing. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I also think The Exorcist is really funny. It's funny because it's trying to be so serious. I think there's yeah. something like 
projectile vomiting like that is hilarious. That's like, she just like spews pea soup everywhere. Mm-hmm. Very funny. But it's similar yeah. to this movie where like at the time that was, oh, I mean, yeah. that was horror. That was terrifying. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Like with this movie, this was, this was like the height of practical effects. And now we watch mm-hmm. it and we're like, but I will say I still watch it and I am super impressed. I'm like, wow, they really did that. They really filled a room full of blood. <laughs> full of blood. Geyser of blood. <laughs> yeah. God, we we watched this movie as part of that horror film class that I mentioned last week. And the only thing I remember that the professor was trying to say about this movie was that that scene in particular where Glenn gets sucked into the bed and then there's just a geyser of blood that shoots out. We were supposed to like look in the background and see if there's anything else that might tell you what this scene might have to do with. And there's like a hand painting uh, that he has hung on his wall. And apparently we were supposed to take out of it that like this scene has to do with like masturbation or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I totally wrote off that class at that point because I'm like. That seems like what, a stretch. Really? What does that have to do with anything? Like why would I even see that in that scene? But I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure Wes Craven before he did horror did like adult films. So I don't oh. think, I don't think there's much of a of a morality clause in yeah (laughs) also you mean to tell me a teenage boy in high school masturbates what (laughs) yeah let's not forget this movie introduces johnny depp to the masses that's right oh my god shocked when i saw that name come across the credits and Mm -hmm. it says like introducing johnny depp which is such a funny thing to see yeah that, I was wondering, so yeah, like I, I agree that I like the special effects and as I'm watching them, my mind is just going like, huh, I wonder how they did that. And with the blood geyser thing, I almost thought that they maybe created the bedroom to be flipped upside down. And so it's yes. like blood mm-hmm. pouring out. Yeah, okay. That is that is literally what they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can see Nailed the it. blood like pooling on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was, yeah, there's like a desk lamp in the back that like the angle in which way the blood was coming out was like, oh, I think it's upside down. Mm-hmm. That'd make they everything super thing. easy, too. <laughs> they did the same thing with the girl at the beginning of the movie who dies. Yeah, I figured. She ends up on the like, ceiling. Yeah, and that's why you the angle is like that. Yeah, yeah. they made they basically made an inception room, and they were yeah. like, we got to get our money's worth out of this thing. What else can we do in here? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure when they did it, they only did it once, and um, it harmed a lot of people. I think a lot of people got hurt. There was like oh, no. someone got electrocuted. I'm pretty sure it like. Oh. I'm pretty sure they lost control of it, and blood just started gushing out of it, and everyone had to run. Like. <laughs> huh. Where's that That's film? I want to watch yeah. that. The making of. <laughs> I would love to. I would have loved if someone just had like a camcorder, yeah. just filming. <laughs> That must have been a chaotic set to be. <laughs> Everyone yeah. running away in true like terror. <laughs> God. Dang. I was just gonna ask what your favorite like practical effect or death was. Like, what's what's your personal fave? Ooh, it's it's probably the blood geyser. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. just the blood geyser. That was fun to watch. Yeah. It, it was also cool to see him get kind of like swallowed by the bed. I thought that was kind of like a fun mm-hmm. effect too. Even mm-hmm. though I'm sure it's just you know a big hole that he falls in through i did think though then it like the stuff around him gets sucked into the bed hole too and it's those gigantic (laughs) crt tvs that like Uh i was like ooh, i hope that didn't like fall on him that would have hurt oh yeah that would have really hurt him that he would (laughs) have yeah that he would have felt even though yeah that's what probably did it (laughs) i did also like 
oddly enough, which is probably like the least uh, noteworthy, but the hanging scene in the uh, yeah. prison. Yeah. It's actually kind of cool the way the, the sheet like wrapped around his neck. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't know how they did that one. Yeah. I assume, assume they filmed that in reverse and like pulled mm. it out. Yeah. I don't know. Or yeah, was I was like, just picturing like a, a wire in the blanket so that mm-hmm. it has some like structure to it and then maybe a string that pulls it along or something. But yeah. Mm. What what was your favorite, Shelby? Favorite I, uh, I really like my favorite death is Tina's, that first one. Um, mm. It's pretty brutal. That one's actually pretty scary. The way she crazy. like levitates off the bed. Yeah. And Ugh. she opens the movie. So like I love I love a I love a bold first kill you know the girl who opens the movie dead <laughs> yeah um and then like the one guy who like believes nancy dead like so she's just here with poor clueless johnny depp who has no thoughts just vibes um <laughs> just but my <laughs> my second favorite is actually just when he's when nancy's sleeping and he just come he like squeezes through the wall oh yeah you yeah, like his cool. impression on the wall Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just think that that one's really impactful, and it it looks like it would actually be really hard to do. <laughs> that that one's oh. definitely iconic with with the like rubber sheet or whatever that he mm-hmm. yeah. puts his hands through. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I did like that one too. All right, well, I think now it might be time for trivia. So it's time for. Hey, did you know that? That's right. This is the part of the show where we pit our guests as CJ head-to-head to see who knows the most about what we watch. CJ, Shelby, are you two ready? Ready. This is the time that I beat CJ. <laughs> this is, this is probably, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first question. How long did it take for Robert Englund to get into his makeup each day? Oh, back in the mid-80s, too? Jeez. Uh, that's, I mean, that's like a full body. Um, yeah. I was going to say like seven hours, like I think a full it, day. I think it's going to be longer. I'm going to say like nine. Ooh, not off to a good start, Shelby. CJ's yeah. closer. It's, but it's only three hours. Oh. It's probably not full. It's probably not full, right? It's probably just some gloves and the face, the face mask. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. All right. CJ gets the first point. Next question. This one's worded kind of weird, so I'll, I'll try to clarify after I read it. Um, <laughs> even though I wrote it. Robert Englund wasn't the first choice to play Freddy. He initially, uh, sorry, Wes Craven initially tried several stuntmen, including one who eventually would go on to be best known as the main actor who played the main antagonist in what or other giant horror franchise. So yeah, obviously that's a word salad. So one of the other stuntmen went on to play another giant horror antagonist. Uh, from a, another film series. Name that film series. And then I'll Friday the thirteenth. Okay. I think it's Jason. I mean those so those came before Nightmares. So um oh gosh. I don't know. I guess I'll I guess I'll say I guess I'll say Halloween, you know, because they I'm pretty sure they changed the person in Halloween a, f- a couple times, I think. I'll say Halloween. Okay. Shelby, you're not doing great. <laughs> CJ, you get the point. It is oh, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th uh, is overrated. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, Show's damn. over. Bye, Shelby. <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> franchise. It, yeah, Kane, Kane Hodder played fra- mm. Jason the most, and that is who uh, initially uh, Wes Craven asked to be the uh, uh, Freddy Krueger, but 
Oh, yeah, he ended up wanting someone uh, a little little different. But I think he initially went to Kane Hodder because Kane Hodder has a lot of... He was burned pretty bad in a stunt earlier on in his career. Mm. Um, and so he thought he would get someone who already had burn marks, okay. uh, but then ended up going with something much more grotesque than anything Kane Hodder has. But mm. Yeah. All right. Time to time to pick it up, Shelby. Here we go. <laughs> I always say I'm going to be CJ, and somehow I never do. Even though I'm the one choosing these movies, I these, know. Movies, these movies mean so much to me, and I watch them you so much. But it's you just, seem knowledgeable too. You you were throwing out facts left and right earlier. Maybe, yeah, you know. All right, uh, we got a lot of questions, so we'll we'll see. Maybe you can bring it back. This is obviously a huge franchise. They eventually made a television show called Freddy's Nightmares, which was kind of an anthology of different weird things that would take place on Elm Street. How many seasons did Freddy's Nightmares run for? One. Okay. One. Nope. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Two, Two seasons. I do remember that show. You said that, and it unlocked a memory. I remember that show. Yeah, the pilot episode is actually the parents uh, and the trial, and then the parents hunting down uh, Freddy Krueger and killing him. Oh, dang. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty kind of cool to to see that actually acted out. Okay, next question. Heather uh, Langenkamp, uh, who plays Nancy, uh, beat out over 200 other actresses for the role of Nancy Thompson. Which of the following actresses were not considered for the part? So I'm going to name four actresses. Three of them were considered. One was not. Is it Meatloaf? Uh, <laughs> no. This is a callback. You got to watch the Phantom of the Opera episode to get that joke. So yes. when you're done here, you know where to go. Uh, all right. Was it A, Courtney Cox? B, Nev Campbell? C, Jennifer Grey? Or D, Demi Moore? Which one was not considered for the part of Nancy? I'm going to say Courtney Cox. Say Jennifer Grey. Okay. No, I'm sorry. It was Nev Campbell. Both of those were considered, along with Demi Moore. Dang. All right. Next question. Which of the following actors did Johnny Depp not beat out for the role of Glenn? So same format. Basically, one of these was not considered for the role of Glenn. Uh, Was it A, Brad Pitt? B, Kevin Bacon? C, Kiefer Sutherland? Or D, Nicolas Cage? I think I think I'm gonna go with Brad Pitt. I'm gonna say Brad Pitt. Okay, which was not considered. Nicholas Cage would have been great. That would have. Oh, that's and Ken kind of <laughs> smiled when he said that, but I wasn't sure if he knows because. All right, I got I got to go. Nick Cage. Yeah, so I threw you off. <laughs> um, but it was not Brad Pitt either. I mean, well, both of them were considered for the part. I should say, along with Keith Sutherland. So, Kevin Bacon is the one mm. who is not. Dang. Uh, because he was in Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. All right. Uh, true or false? This is Johnny Depp's first film. Yes, because I think he was a musician. So I'm going to say okay. yes. Okay. I was going to say false in hopes that there's some, like, super low-budget, nobody's-seen-it movie that he's been in. Oh, yeah, CJ, you're wrong. Uh, Shelby, you get a point. Yes. It is his first movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there there may be, but it, according to the trivia I looked up, that's what they said. All right. Um, Freddy's glove from this movie can be seen in what Sam Raimi directed movie? Hmm. Spider-Man: No Way Home. 
Okay. Sure, let's go with that one. I'm just going to tag along to see. Yeah, you're both going, both going with the non-horror movie yep. that uh, yeah. Sam Raimi did. Okay, that's wrong. Do you do you want to give another shot, or do you know any other I Sam Raimi movies? The only, yeah, the only other ones I can name are like Evil Dead Two, <laughs> but I think that came out right around the same time or before or something. Okay. Yeah, Shall we I'll give, a, give another guess. I'll um I'll split the difference. Did Sam Raimi? Let's say like Evil Dead Three. <laughs> okay, Army of let's, Darkness. Let's do another. Let's do one of the other ones. <laughs> okay, uh, CJ, you get the point. It was Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> CJ, you're cheating. CJ's cheating. These are all wild guesses. You you have a Zoom meeting before we do the Zoom, and you coach CJ. Yeah. That was uh, that just happened to be the one other movie I could name of this. Yeah. Spider-Man and Evil Dead. It's got to be one of them. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, the, the glove you can see uh, hanging on a wall in the shed in Evil Dead 2. All right, next question. How many times were the words Elm Street spoken in this movie? Zero. Um, yeah, I was going to say none. That's correct. Like, yeah, it's never said. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they show it. Do they show it on like a, a, line, a uh, street I, sign at some point? I or? think so. Well, speaking of Elm Street, in which state is the actual Elm Street that Wes Craven got the idea for the name of this movie from? California. The actual street? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say, like, Ohio. Let's go somewhere major suburbia. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're closer, but neither of you got it right. It's actually Illinois. It's in oh. Wheaton, Illinois. Hey. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, they cool. do some stuff there every year. I'm sure they have a block party. I hope I hope they have like a marathon every year or something on that street. That's that's pretty cool. All right, what's the point, Siege? I'm up four to two. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just for fun, we'll say this one is for uh, two points. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what is pretty the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage? Closest without going over. For those who don't know, this is the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes. CJ, since you're in the lead, you go first. Yeah, I mean, this kicked off a franchise, right? So I, mm-hmm. I have to assume it was well-liked. There are some fun practical effects like we talked about and stuff. and it, So that puts me probably in the 80s somewhere, like an 84. Okay. Shelby? I'm going to go 85 because I also agree that it's somewhere in the 80s. Shelby, you tied it up. Good job. <laughs> it's actually 95% for the critic wow. score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Pretty wow. incredible. That's dope. Yeah. All right. So it's all tied up. So here we go. Oh, boy. And we're going to give Shelby the, the advantage again. Uh, what is the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes just closest? I think it's going to be really high. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be like like ninety like 98 I think it's going to be super duper high. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say 90. All right, CJ's our winner! (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel good about this. It's actually lower. It's 84% for the audience. Really? Those people, they they didn't get it. It scared them. They didn't get it. They didn't like that it scared them, even though that's like the point. (laughs) They're a bunch of babies. They're ready to lower. A bunch of babies, yeah. (laughs) Well... Sorry, Philby. Maybe next time. At some point, I have to win one of these. I don't think I have yet, and I have <laughs> notoriously chosen the movie that we've watched. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. time. 
Until we'll next time. Well, I think it's time for our ratings then. Ratings. Ratings. Shelby, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate A Nightmare on Elm Street for you? Mm, definitely uh, like a like an, like an 8 out of 10. It's a movie that I watch every year. It's very nostalgic. It makes me laugh. It's very quotable. It's <laughs> a lot of great quotes. And it's a bigger franchise with some really good sequels. So I also, I don't just watch the first one. I'll watch like the first three. Um, so yeah, I think eight out of 10. Eight out of 10 is good. Nice. Nice. CJ, you want to go next? I think this is one of the cases where talking about it has helped. I think my <laughs> score has gone up. Because I think you're right in that, like, especially now watching it. Yeah, it's very campy. I think that's sort of the point. It's it also... Yeah, probably not acted great, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's one scene in particular, I remember Nancy showing up to the jail cell where the friend's being hung, and she is kind of like stepping towards the cell, is horrified, but then just all emotion on her face goes away in like a second, but they kept that shot in the movie. <laughs> so she's like deterred, like, ah! And then just like just straight face, <laughs> but he was like, "Wait, did nobody catch that? Like in the edit, like she stopped acting for a second. Um, some great lines. Yeah, I think this is. I have uh, enjoyed this one the most so far in Spooky Month. Yes. I think I think oh, this is nice. getting a seven. Wow! Yeah. Because yeah, it's. I don't think it's to be taken seriously, and that only helps. Because if you go into it with that of like, yeah, it's a campy, fun horror movie, then yeah, it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm glad you loved it. Yeah, th- I love this horror that. for that reason. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely loved it, and you're going to watch it <laughs> yeah, over and over. That. That this is a movie that the people in my life that don't like horror, there are a lot of them. This is the movie that I, I show them when I'm like, let's hmm. watch a scary movie. This is the one that I, I tell them, like, this is not going to scare you because you know you're now over the age of 10 mm-hmm. but you are going to enjoy it and it's going to be fun and it is sometimes going to be a little bit scary but in a way that's like you know it's enjoyable it's it's nostalgic so it's a good introduction to becoming like me and ken and only watching horror <laughs> uh yeah i don't know if i'll ever get there but yeah this is certainly a start ken all right for me this is a, a classic 80s horror movie. I, I love it. I, I have to go like a nine. Like it's, it's nice. you know, one, of, one of the great horror movies of the 80s. Like it's, it's so good. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's not overly scary, but there are some like kind of scary moments in it still too. So you kind of get like the best of both worlds. Um, so yeah, I think a nine for me. Dang. <sighs> All right, y'all. We did it. I successfully (laughs) did it. The fact that I just got ratings from y'all that were over three is (laughs) truly it's a win in my books. And I don't know how I don't know how I'll ever top this. I don't I don't know how I can ever come back from this. You know, a seven and a nine. We believe in you. Mm. you. (laughs) Uh, Before we end the show, I just have a random question. Uh, so Halloween's coming up. Shelby, how do you typically celebrate Halloween? Yes. So I'm a big I'm a big costume person. I usually spend about two months preparing a, multiple costumes. Um, Dang. And I. What, what are some examples you've done in the past? We did 
last year we did a full um, Woodland Fairy group costume thing, um, did a Jessica Rabbit. This year we're doing um, a huge clue group thing. Cool. And I am trying to convince my boyfriend for us to do a couple's costume where we're the, um, you know, the cowboy and the Roman emperor from Night at the Museum, you know? <laughs> yes. Kind of vaguely, I think, yeah. And they oddly have like a lot of romantic tension, the little miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> trying to convince him that we dress up as that this year because I think that would be hilarious. Um, But yeah, and then I I pretty much always spend the morning um, just watching Halloween, just kind of going down. That's my morning Halloween watch for sure. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Thank you, Shelby, once again for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? I don't think so. We're going to be reopening IO Theater in November. Um, so please come out and be a part of that. There's gonna, it's going to be completely new and it's going to be completely different and bigger and better than before. So if you want to come see some comedy, then that's where I'll be pretty much every day. So oh yeah, (laughs) that's the IO theater in Chicago for Mm -hmm. our international listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Tickets are cheap. Fly out now. (laughs) O'Hare. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you once again for, for coming back on. CJ, what do we have to plug? You can follow us on all the things at Overtalking Pod. Call or text us at USACAT1591. Email us over overtalkingpod at gmail.com. Go to our website, overtalkingpod.party. It's a real website. You can type in the word Shelby. Find our Phantom of the Opera episode that was referenced. Uh, we disappointed her, uh, which is, I don't think, too surprising. Uh, but yeah. Oh, no, they're here. Huh. This is the first time I've, I've heard them speak like this. Wow. So, it's interesting. The, the messaging is kind of different than normally, because normally they come on to remind me to remind you, if you like the show, please go on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. And rate and special review. Reviews will help people find this podcast. Also, we spend any money in advertising. If you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We really appreciate it. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I guess they're just, they really like this movie too. That's, uh, that's interesting. They want to make sure you never sleep again. I guess so. Oh, and they're gone. They took their jump rope with them. They took their toys and went home. Yes. Um, and a quick reminder, next week we are wrapping up Spooky Month with returning guest Danny. And we're talking about Basket Case. Have you never ever seen Basket Case? Heard before. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I've watched it either. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun to revisit that. It's definitely a like B movie. Mm. Um, so kind of a Great. fun one to watch uh, around Halloween. So yeah, should be good. Tune in for that. And as we always say, we'll see, bitch. Bye. Bye. One, two, this episode was edited and produced. Three, four, by Ken and CJ, and more. Five, six, Shelby Weaver was our guest. Seven, eight, logo by Richards, comma, Nate. Nine, ten, music by Peters, comma, Justin.